Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John ponders revenge songs and defaces public property. Meanwhile, I think movies have gotten way too long and get booked to perform comedy during a solar eclipse. Plus a conversation about what technology is doing to our brains and why boredom feeds creativity. Today's episode is not sponsored by broth. It's tea made of meat. And now a word from our actual sponsor. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. It's time with two friends just to hang out and chat and talk about that. John and Johnny for another action-packed episode. Talk about chat. <laughs> Why didn't we? No, we've missed so many opportunities. Why don't we talk about that? Chet? Isn't that your cousin? Your cousin Chet? Yeah. Love that guy. You don't see Chets very much anymore. Chet was the name. Remember the guy? Is that a nickname? What would be? What are we short for? Chesterton? <sighs> Chester? Chester, maybe? But what's Chester short for? Chesterton. I don't know. What is Chet? That's a great question. And there's no way like, to know. Like, what is Chad? Chadwick? Chad. Chad's short for Chadwick, but people don't name their kid Chadwick. Chester. I'm amazed there are still Chads out there. Yeah, Chad's a very... Chad's taking a hit. It's a real mid-90s name. Yeah. It's a very, like, I'm the villain in a John Cusack movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's very... Um, for me, it's very. I play middle linebacker on the football team in high mm-hmm. school and still wear my letter jacket. Sorry, yeah. Chad. I there. gave Anthony Michael Hall a swirly in a John Hughes movie. Right. I'm Chad. Hey. Or Chet. Remember- Chet's like a rich Chad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, Chad. No, no, no. Chet. Chet is Chad with money, with I, some pedigree. Do you recall a movie, a little movie, we like to call Weird Science? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Chet was the older brother. Remember, always like burping yeah. in his face. Uh-huh. He was kind of like a gross older brother hazing the younger brother all the time. Yeah. And in the end, like... He gets his. He gets his. Yeah. Speaking of, do you listen to Taylor Swift? A little bit. Not like you. I'm not a volleyball dad. Well, I got to tell you something. I don't have a... Is she 14 or 13? She's 14. She'll be 15 this summer. Yeah. Let that sink in. <sighs> Man. Where yeah. does the time? The, hey, the days are long, but the years fly by. Is that oh, what they say? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's true, right? It is true. It's very true. I think true. it's true for everything, not just childhood, yeah. but yeah. I want to tell you something. I don't want to get on Taylor's bad side. She writes a really good revenge song. Or That's all. That's her entire career. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed with her writing. So Taylor, I wonder if you're if, listening, I'm very impressed with your talent. I wonder if she's this person, like Michael Jordan would invent, like things to be irritated about. Right. 
he would kind of create, he even said this after his career, I would create like slights in my mind. Like that player didn't shake my hand after the game. Right. I'm going to go drop 50 now. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if T Swift has a little bit of that in her. She's got a little MJ in her. Little edge. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like. A little contrived edge. Like I wonder if some of these ex-boyfriends are like, it wasn't that bad. It was just a normal breakup. (laughs) Right. She makes it sound like there was like PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, the one the one song she has where she says, she says, uh, I, um, if it's so wrong, uh-huh. why did it feel so right? And she's like, I do it over and over again. And the whole song is about like, you got to drop them before they can drop you. Yeah. But she has this one line and it's like savage. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I let him think he's saving me. We fly around the world basically on my jet. But in the end, if he dropped my name and spent my change, he had it coming. Like... Dang. Is like so everybody can relate my, to that. If you fly around on my jet and you right, but if you spent my I mean, when she says he spent my change, mm-hmm. I'm like wow, because yeah. that means like she's so rich that anything that you did, do you was, think that's what it meant, or do you think change is just a word for her money? You think yeah, she her means money, like I'm saying like any, but I'm saying she's saying it like that's just the change you would get out of my couch cushions right. what you spent. Yeah, you were on my jet, and that was just changed me. So since sorry you shouldn't have told anyone we were dating because now does she ever name and shame though who these people are probably people, interviews people draw conclusions of like well that was John Mayer that was right whoever Jake Gyllenhaal I can't remember all the people she's dated but like does she ever say for sure like no this song is about that because I know in alt- we, I, we grew up in you know when we graduated high school or when I did that was the alternative scene so you had bands like Pearl Jam and stuff and they would not want people to know what their songs were about right. they wanted to not kill the mystique of yeah. Even a song like Jeremy, which is like about like a school shooting or something. Yeah. They didn't want people to, they go, just draw your own, whatever. We don't want to. But then you have these songs now where it's like, no, no, that was about Pete right. Davidson. That was about Johnny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, Johnny, I, don't, I know you're going to be shocked to find this. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not like huge in the whole TikTok scene or whatever. I'm not like following or, or listening. Is there a scene? Over. Okay. I'm not I've like, not been invited. I'm not really listening to all the interviews out there either. You know what? I think, yeah, you can follow a little bit of her of her journey. I will say this. There's one poignant song, mm-hmm. you know, where she basically says, I'm the problem. You know, it's me. Right. I, I'm the problem. It's me. And, and Wait, how does it go? Yeah, John, I know. I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware of that song. It. But when she says, I will stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror, like that's a really yeah. powerful But line. what if she was like, oh, that was about a guy I dated too. I was taking on the role of him in that song. What if, like, she's literally looking into the sun, and that's yeah. really why she has a problem? Like, she's that would be she's a problem. Retinas. Um, I so I got a booking uh, in Arkansas. With Taylor Swift. Not to brag. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I told her I wanted to headline, and she was like, "If you want to spend my change, yeah, she's coming. Yeah, my song is incoming from her. I'm sure. No, I did get a booking though. It reminded me when you said that. So you get these requests sometimes to the website, which if you ever want to bring me to your event, I'd love to go to johnnyw.com. Wow. Shameless. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, I got to eat, John. But anyway, one com- came in. So it was like from for 2024, like April. Wow. And I'm like, what in the world? And I've had a few of those. One of them is to like go to Wasilla, Alaska. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to Alaska in 2024 nice. already. That's exciting. Look forward to that. The Johnny W. Alaskan Cruise. Maybe. Uh, we can like... It's, I'm probably going to fly. Book up now. Guys, we're looking for that $3,000 champion. You'll be in my jet spending my change. <laughs> no, but... So this one was for like rural Arkansas. But evidently what it is, 
there's a festival in the town and they're building it around the solar eclipse that's coming that year. Wow. And so they're doing all these community events because they know they're in the direct path or the 100% path. Uh huh. So only a few areas of the country are going to be in that path where you get a complete blackout. Wow. And so some of these small towns, they're planning cultural events because they know there's going to be a ton of people that just stop in wow. there to be there, drive in from out of town to just witness the eclipse. And so they're planning on doing like a comedy show with the, I don't know, it won't be during the eclipse, I'm yeah, sure. I gotta go with cool Hey, let's go, yeah. So I think that's kind of weird. And a stra- it's one of the Do strangest. Do you really want to compete with like a solar eclipse? Yeah, a, a huge, like universal event. Right. Like, hey, everybody, and now this guy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I hope here's a wonder of nature, and here. Yeah, I hope that's not what it is. Yeah. I really hope that it's not just like a when bunch of distracted. you to tell your best joke at the moment yeah. of the actual A eclipse. bunch of distracted people with no retinas left because they. <laughs> Bought faulty glasses on. They're looking at you through all yeah. these shaded. Yeah, they went to Amazon and bought glasses that were made in whatever. And like, do they're... not stare directly at the comedian. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that's not what it is. But it, it's one of those things where you got to go, right? That's one oh, of those things you, you say yes to because what's it? What's that going to be like? Yeah. And I wonder because Mount Juliet, where we uh, do this podcast from, is a town that was a tiny nowhere town, like a until it's we a, started the podcast, right? Right. It was kind of a blip on the, your way to something else. Mm. And then this town has kind of grown up a little bit. And I wonder if that's kind of what's... There There are tons of those towns like that all over hey, the we U.S. we see you, Mount Juliet. Way we to do, grow. We do see you. You're, you're, you got some stuff you need to clean up, but... We need you to... Yeah. We won't go into it. No. But there are certain few residents that we are not super proud of. Speaking of, I can tell you a story about cleanup. Go ahead. Okay. But all that said, speaking of Mount Juliet cleanup, you know, remember when I, when I worked here at the church, that's one of the things we did one day. We did a community cleanup day because yeah. we had adopted some stretch of the highway. Yeah, that's part of my story. Okay. And I was part of that cleanup. I helped. You helped one day when we adopt a highway? Well, I, I mean, I took. your commitment. No, what happened was I was young adults pastor and I took our college group out and we Put, spent the day. I wonder how much trash got dropped that day in addition to being picked up. <sighs> We picked a, oh, we got a few bags, but it was hard. It's hard to get people to volunteer for something like that, college kids, on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Hey, give up your Saturday. Let's go pick up trash. I don't know why. It's like not a, a good college pastor would help them. You're see saying the I'm value a, you're saying that. I'm a bad motivator. No, I'm saying you're a bad pastor. Um, oh yeah. So I don't want to be offensive. No. No. None, none take great, it. You were a great pastor. None I really. That's one of those things. I followed you in that position. It was a hard follow. There were still people to that day. They were because. You were doing the living room. Right. And then I moved it to what was called Numa. And it was very, they yeah. they were like, I wish we were just back at the living room and hanging out. They did not other. say that. I had plenty of people say that. Really? I missed the living room, yeah. They went bring him back. And I was like, guys, Johnny was a heretic. <laughs> we had trying, to get him out. I'm trying to undo all yeah. that he did wrong. No, I mean, I, I remember that. Did I may have cut off your story. No, you're fine. I just remember like picking up, like it's just a strange and then you, it makes you, it gives you weird feelings about your city because you're like, garbage people live here that would do this, just throwing trash out. Yeah, I don't stinking understand. litter bugs. Yeah, littering really does offend me now. Yeah, in a different way. Um, this is a good focus for the podcast now. Yeah, just yeah, community endeavors and stamping out littering. We're just guys. We're if we can if we can stop one of you from Re- throwing a piece of trash. Renew, reduce, recycle. Wait, then, reduce, reuse. Wait. I don't know. Reuse. Renew. Renew is not in there? I don't know. 
I'm t- adding like Is a spirit- in respir- spiritual element to it. Uh, Johnny, yeah, Johnny's all about renewal. It's reduce, reuse, recycle. You're we right. had a staff member this week who's not from our traditions. Yeah. And we were talking about an event and the word renewal came up. Uh-huh. And we were like, you know. That's and it wasn't like for your life insurance. It was like. Right. Spiritual renewal, but it was great the way he was using. It, it was actually about like community, yeah. You know, getting back in revitalization, committing for the year, those sure. sort of things. We were like, yeah, but the problem is, is you know that term mm-hmm. is very burned in our right. history. Was used to like, mean if you like have renewal, a twenty-five day revival where right. you're not doing anything else but like listening to worship music and. Well, get, that'd be great. I could have handled some worship going music. to like. 24-hour sermons. It's an hour-long yeah. evangelist's you know, delivery, then with another hour of altar time kind of thing on yeah. a weeknight. Yeah. The ones that really... and I, There were some good things that happened in those days. I'm not, I'm not yeah. poo-pooing all of it, which poo-poo is a real word. With, yeah, yeah with John, we've, we've talked about this. I know, but I always feel like... We're not besmirching it. I, oh, nice. You like that? I feel as if there's this vociferous reaction. We got dictionaries for Christmas, you guys. <laughs> thesauruses both of us um word of the day calendar john's peeling them off over here i feel like the the, the people who really suffered the most were the ones who were in nursery during those times oh like yeah and the kids and stuff there was uh bob smiley my comedian friend he did an event and i think it was for a game but it looked like a gigantic one of those big pulpits that you'd see built yeah but it was a gigantic hourglass uh-huh. And he was like, this is the best pulpit. And he was imagining it as like a pulpit uh-huh. where you have to stand behind it. And when the sand runs out, you got to be done. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's so funny, but also kind of a good idea. But also the people would not focus because they'd be focused they'd on the focused sand. On the- <laughs> like if they could see the clock, you can see, in other words, because you have a oh, clock in the back goodness. of the room. Yeah. But if it was in the front of the room. Right. Now they're looking at that clock going. I don't know how he's going to wrap this up. He's got five minutes. He's not even to the closing scripture. He's not even said, as I close. Right. He hasn't even begun his first closing. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, listener? Uh, this is our first <laughs> our first break to uh, just have a short word from one of our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I actually have put the clock up front before. Really? Like, we've done that as a Like a, a challenge? Well, it's a, okay, to me and Andrew are going to do a tag team today. Okay. And put the 15-minute clock up. It's like pardon the interruption. Yeah. And it really is fun. Like, the people are engaged. Does a bell they go know. off? Does a ding? And you, need a, you need a sound effect. I don't know what we do at the end. I try to wrap it. There but needs to be a punishment for going over. It's a really good exercise. Yeah. Like for me, because I've actually tried to shorten. I'm pretty much a 40-minute preacher now, and I used to be probably a 45 to 50 every time. Is that what you think? 
No, I do the time. I've, I've time. Seen, but I've seen you preach an hour before. Don't say you used to oh, be a 45 to 50. I've preached an hour a long, long time. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I remember but the hour 50 days. to 55 was That used to be the standard, like, you need to be able to do an hour if you're going to call yourself a preacher. Yeah, right. And then I got down to 50, uh-huh. and I'm down to 40 now. Man, it won't be long. Come on. You won't be preaching at all. Well, my friend John now Kerry. That, now, that's church. But come on, Wait, guys. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> there are people, they come up. You know what? I just wish we could do more worship. And as a guy who's a worship leader and a preacher, you yeah. know, I kind of feel like I'd speak to that a little right. bit. Okay. I'd be like, get thee behind me, Satan. Like, what would you? What are you going to say to those people? <laughs> well, like, yeah. Okay, there's a night or whatever we can do that. Mm. But if you're literally saying, you, you hope Let's that just, we don't yeah. stop and like study God's word together, right? Because it just feels good to worship, and I was great with this. Sometimes I need that, and I'm actually moving into. Like yesterday, I practiced a spiritual, I guess, historical um, practice. I use practice. I practice to practice. Okay. But it's a practice that I don't do a lot of, and we don't do in the modern age. Like Self-flagellation. I, I, you I, beat yourself with reeds. It was, it was you unbelievable. sackcloth and ashes. What did you do? so great. Oh. I sat for 10 minutes in silence. Okay. That's a tough one these days. Yeah. I did 10 minutes of silence, and it was pretty awesome. Sensory uh, deprivation. Yeah, I went to the. Now it's hard. I can still hear. I can still hear the horns honking outside on the road and stuff. What you were know? you? Where were sanctuary. you at? I went in the sanctuary. Oh, you heard road noise? Yeah, yeah. from here. Um, you need a um, what's those hyperbaric? Not hyperbaric, but sensory deprivation <laughs> tanks. Going to a hyperbaric. Well, I don't know if the whole point of like if you go into the woods, it's not silence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You still nature. hear nature. But I'm trying to like so this morning. I got here early, and I had a call right. for like ten minutes, and I, I turned the fire pit on. Mm-hmm. set by the fire you know and just in silence and i'm trying not to just be like go through like in my head i'm i'm praying and other things but yeah. trying to get a little more just sit yeah uh there. there was uh on nateland podcast aaron weber who's a comedian but he, he was a philosophy major and so he talks sometimes about philosophical concepts on their podcast which is kind of funny because nate's always like what and uh that kind of blows their minds but he was talking about his theory is that the the innovations that we've had in our lifetime have come out of like boredom and desperation mm-hmm. and we have uh, it's in short supply now both of those things are in short supply yeah we don't have as much desperation because all our technological advancements and medical advancements have taken desperation in as much as it was two generations ago off the table right and boredom has completely been taken out of our lives yeah we can constantly be engaging with something so technology for better or for worse so like when another when a new iphone comes out for instance i'm, I'm at the point where i'm like well, what can they do with an iphone that i don't already have yeah. why do i why do i feel forced to buy this new thing show me what it does in the beginning when they go you can have the real internet on your phone i'm like yes yeah, sign me up right because before it was like some weird horrible version of it minimalist version of the internet now it's like you're telling me i have a touch screen internet computer in my hand let's go but after that the innovations got a little more incrementally less impressive to me yeah but they're still forcing you to go to the 13 and 14 and phasing out the five and six like not even offering services for it Mm -hmm. it irritates me more but i think those innovations they came out of like when you sit in boredom like you said you're more likely to have a great idea but we don't allow ourselves that time no, and I tell I tell Sadie that all the time. Like, hey, you're a teenager. You need to be bored. Yeah. There's just sometimes you don't need to have something, and you need to deal with that. 
Yeah, sit in it. Like that's a thing you, that there's a little disappointment there. She's like in the pool. She's like, okay, I'll do it. And she's splashing. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I think people should turn off this podcast right now and yeah. go sit for 10 minutes. Stop the technology. Come back. Don't, don't, don't forget to turn it back on. Please. No, no I want you to unsubscribe. Oh. I think, I'm just kidding. Please don't unsubscribe. Yeah. No, I, I mean, there's something to be said for it. And I, I were, here's the thing. We don't know all the downstream effects yet because we're in the middle of it. Yeah. But we're going to see in another 20, 30 years what the effects are later in life Yeah, of never sitting still with your thoughts, always. And there's research about it now. And I'm, I'm not trying to be like the sky's falling kind of guy. No, it's not like a moral panic. It's just a – it is an evolution that's happening to our brains from this outside sensory thing that we've invented now because now everyone's online. It not, I don't mean like – the internet. I just mean like we've come online to this technology advancements, and so there's no way to just you can go off the grid, but you'd be the very, very. It'd be hard for you to live your life off the grid. It would, and you'd be Although, called a kook, and everybody in your life wouldn't do it. So you'd still be isolationist. It, you'd be called a kook, and well, there's going to be a backlash, and it's already started by the younger generation. I actually have been predicting this. Yeah, that I think there's going to come a time where there, there's sort of this anti-establishment a generation of luddites they're gonna say hey i don't want to i don't want to be that connected yeah i don't want the you know infiltration of my life as an expectation to be a part of this generation so there's you know there's like a big resurgence of flip phones among young people Uh uh-huh and cassette tapes are coming back and at shows you see these bands that have cassette tapes Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting like you want to be it's like an analog revival yeah. Renewal, what, if you will. We'll take it. Yeah, we're taking it back. It's Luddite. It's very like the Luddites were against technology and they wanted to work with like hand tools. Yeah. They didn't want to use. I think that's their what that's all about. So you see like, I don't know, like the dangers of even like uh, we've talked about before about um, Kaczynski's manifesto. There was an, uh, uh, you know, the Unabomber. He did all this crazy stuff, but he was a professor. Like a lot of what his manifesto said, it had bits of truth. It was so propaganda, yeah. which is what propaganda is. It's half the truth. It's a, it's an extreme viewpoint. But I've seen documentaries about Ted Kaczynski since, you know, twenty years down the road or whatever, and it's like he had so many things right about how uh, machines doing work for us will dehumanize us. And machines taking our jobs away will dehumanize us. And being online all the time will take away our the soul of a person if you're not careful. So I think that's what people are rebelling against is that idea that it's I don't like the addiction to this. It feels like we just have a drug that we're all on all the time. Yeah, I agree. And there's a pressure to stay addicted. Yeah. There is a shame for not. Mm-hmm. Again. Like FOMO. FOMO. We made up FOMO. Fear yeah. of missing out. If I cancel my Facebook, what about all the invitations that I won't get? Or what about the things in people's lives I'll miss? So you stay on it even though you hate it. You know, and I'm pretty, like, you know, we have millennials and there. Here's, here's what's funny is we have people who are between millennials and Z on the staff. Yeah. What do you call them? Well, they're Zennials. Okay. And Sounds but, like some super space age well, they're just between their spanning, yeah. <laughs> but they don't want to be Z. They're real like, no, don't call me Z. Oh, okay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And 
so I, I'm, I'm around, like, again, they say swag. They say sick a lot. Mm. Like, when I, it was so funny, and I hope they listen to this, because uh, I told them this. When we hired Jake and Abby, like, in the interview, they said sick at least 20 <laughs> times, and I loved it. Yeah. So this is what I need for our kids, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we do this thing where we help, you know, feed the kids in the neighborhood, you know, yeah. in our community with backpacks on the weekends. Sick. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is it this is, is sick. You're right. You're right. You know, and, and we had cool and bad. We and did this stuff. thing where we visit uh, people in the hospitals who are sick. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like. And swag, you yeah. know, one of them told me that I started saying swag kind of as a joke and now I can't stop. Like it kind right. of became a thing. But like they'll the other, st- if you start saying it, they'll stop saying it. That'll help. Yeah. That would start. That would That's what Snoop Dogg said on Jimmy Kimmel one time. They were like, how do you know? How do rappers and like black culture, how do they know when a word is not cool anymore? Yeah. Like, how did you know when to stop saying and he probably said, when you started saying Yes, it. he did. He goes, when white people start saying <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so Sadie the other day said, slaps. That slaps. Okay. And I was like, this is what, the, the shame of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Is that is that good? Yeah. Or is that bad? Is it good for things to slap? And she thought I was absolutely an idiot for not knowing. Right. I, I would know that. I've seen that before. And I was like, yeah. well, yeah, I just haven't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not up on this one thing. Yeah. Like, call me whenever your generation, you know, learns how to read. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, like, I, hey. didn't, I didn't say that. Yikes. But, you know, call me when you guys could, you know, sit through a 30-minute presentation without looking at your phones. And then I, I, I didn't say that to her. You know what's weird? Uh, I thought about this the other day. Um, old man shouting at the clouds and talking about attention spans. But movies have gotten longer. Yeah. We talk about attention spans, but when people sit down to watch a movie... Even like a Marvel movie is two and a half hours. Somebody was talking about Fargo the other day, which is it won Best Picture in, I can't remember what year, 99, 97. Anyway, it's a Coen Brothers movie. It's yeah. a classic. Steve Buscemi, uh, just amazing movie. And it was, an hour, it was 90 minutes long. And somebody posted on Twitter about that. Like, I'll watch this again. And I can't believe it was only 90 minutes long. And I was like, yeah, what happened where... We just started letting these directors just not edit their work. Every movie that I see now is about a half hour. Even if I like it, it's about a half hour too long. Do you think it's just like maybe maybe that's the take for the give if there's a give and take? Like, hey, everything else is short snippets, but we're going to have this one piece Thing of art that this we just one put it all that we're going to make sure it has a fullness to it. You do feel like that they're stimulated in much more in the movie. If I watch a two-hour movie, it's like, I can't believe they pulled all that off. They have to have action much quicker. Yeah. A lot less dialogue. Right. You know, and, and the dialogue is more targeted sometimes, which is good. Yeah. You're not going to see a longer conversation. Um, I like, when I watch something now that's built for this, odd, a modern audience, but it's more of a slow burn character development piece, yeah. I'm always like, oh, I remember what this was like. Yeah. You didn't used to be able to... You used to be able to get away with that, and now it feels like, yeah, you got to have a nuclear explosion in the first reel of the film, the right. first 20 minutes of the show. you got to have a bad guy killing another bad guy, and you got to figure out, why did he do that? Whereas before, you would just – you would build the show and character – I mean, there's still things like that that yeah. have a slow – that are, you know, Downton Abbey and some things that are really built on relation, interpersonal relationships. But I just mean in general, yeah, you're right. It's like there's a pressure to just uh, come out just firing – 
Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what that is. I, I, but I do think it's not great for, I mean, literally, I, I can't remember the last movie that I saw that I was like, that is something that I would watch again and again. And it was a, like this seminal experience that I just loved and whatever. It, most things are really disposable now. You and know, they feel about 30 minutes too long. Even second, things I like. The second Black Panther movie I would watch again. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Like, how um, many movies have come out that have been like the Shawshank Redemption, where if it's on TNT, you're going to sit down and. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say like they're not making good art anymore. That's dumb. I really hate that about as people get in yeah. their 40s like us, we stop. We start saying things like they don't make good music anymore. They don't make good whatever. Yeah, and I'm not, really I'm not saying no. that. But I do think it's interesting. It's become more of an artist's. <coughs> Artists medium and less uh, suits are involved that can say, you can't make that. So what I think is happening is, like you even talk about that with books you make where you need an editor. Right. You need somebody to go, John, this is great. It needs to be 5,000 words less. And you hate that moment, but they've made the book better. Yeah. I think maybe there's less of those people in the mix now. So now you have these Marvel movies that are almost three hours and you go, what did Kevin Costner do to us in the 90s? Like yeah. Dances with Wolves and The Postman and those movies, they were so bloated, and we knew it at the time, though. Yeah. But now almost every movie is that. Yeah, I mean, I want a good eighty-nine minute just experience, a good like roller coaster ride. Yeah. Well, they they have them. Get in, get out. Like even is, cartoons, Disney cartoons are two hours. Yeah. Like Toy Story was over two hours. Yeah. Uh, the newest ones, you know. I don't know what the original. I don't Toy know. Story I was. mean. I think I like a longer movie. Maybe you feel like you're getting more of your money because yeah. movies are expensive to go see. I feel like if I'm there, if I'm going to disengage, yeah, it lets me escape longer. But I just mean I'm just interesting. With the, I think it's interesting with the juxtaposition between today's people don't have the attention spans we say, and yet, yeah, a, one medium that they've chosen to express themselves. But in. their whole time they're probably on their phones halfway through. Maybe. So that's the thing. It's like double screen. Yeah. Um, do you ever like we talked about this one on the podcast but do you ever feel like you pat yourself on the back when you put down one of your screens to focus on the other screen oh, yeah. you're like I'm gonna put my phone down and hey, enjoy this other I'm here yeah <laughs> I'm gonna be in this moment I, have you ever got mad at your wife for looking at one screen when you're supposed to both be looking at the 100%. other 100% yeah like hey can you not dial it in here there's a thing where if you're both on your phone and she puts her phone down first and looks over at you on your phone uh-huh. there's like a clock going off in her head of like Oh, you're always on your phone, but she, <laughs> she just put her just phone down. It, yeah, yeah, we've had that. We've had to adjust. I'll be like, "Hey, w- sh- <laughs> Laura," and I'm sorry, I, honey. I, I love you, but you still do this. Like, she will look down and spend thirty seconds answering something important. Yeah, and miss something really critical. Uh huh. Like they've moved to a, they they've time traveled in the show you're watching. Right, and now it's 1942, and we're a whole different place. And she just misses it. It's like. If I look down, I push pause. Like, I don't want to miss uh-huh. the flow. And for her, it's like, yeah, that couldn't have but been But if you important. pause it, you feel like you've made that decision for the entire room. That's not. That's okay. I started saying, you want me to pause it? Or I'll just pause it for her. Curry gets mad if she's nodding off during a show. If I notice that she's falling asleep, and I'll just be like, let's just watch this tomorrow. She's like, no, stop it. Like, she'll get mad. <laughs> I'm awake. I go, baby, you're not awake. She gets so furious. I'm just she, like, we can watch. Uh, we can pick this up. I think Laura gets mad at me for falling asleep sometimes. Yeah. Like You're the one who falls asleep. We both do it. When she does it. Because she gets, so, Curry gets so comfortable. I'm like, sit up. Everyone watch the, sit up and let's watch the show. <laughs> when you lay down with your head this way on your side, like it's uh-huh. sleeping, she's got a pillow. 
This is sleeping. You're going to. This is the natural sleeping position. You're not watching the show. You've got one eye on it. She goes, I'm good. No, you're not. See, we have this heated and cooled mattress thing. Yeah. That's like a smart use your phone because Laura gets so hot in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And so it'll like you can program it to be like three like this it's 10 on each side you can program it to go cold and like with your sleep patterns okay i get in the bed and turn it on like a bathtub like every night so you want to be warm i'll turn on like 10 you don't sweat in your sleep no that i have a program to go off or whatever when i'm sleeping but just to like just comfortable just watching you just put your you put your life in the hands of this device but this it, smart device it's but, like it's gonna roast you alive one day you're a burrito <laughs> oh i trust the machines that i It'll regulate. <laughs> it's fine. But like, I will, it will get me so warm yeah. that yes, I'll, There's I'll no way. not off You can't fight it. 830. It's like you're in the womb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a, it, it's, uh, I have to be careful with that. But um, no, she will, it's funny, we'll laugh. It's like, if I fall asleep, I feel like she's upset. Yeah. You've been betrayed. And But if she falls asleep, I feel like it's cute. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry. And it is cute. I'm like, dang uh, it, you're cute. Like, you know, yeah. she's funny when she falls asleep, and I'm, I'm, I'm ruining the experience. You're ruining for us. the movie, right? I don't know what we've accepted, and and all the married people out there, I think there's a health to this. Yeah, there are double standards in marriage. Yeah, and it's just okay. Jeff Allen has a bit about how they always fall asleep during the first ten minutes of every Law and Order that they watch. Yeah. And so they'll be watching one, or his wife always does, and they'll be watching one, and she'll be like, we've seen this one. He's like, give it a few minutes. <laughs> it picks up. We haven't, because she's never yeah. seen the second half of them. Well, and, and in all seriousness, we both have been falling asleep so much lately. We have we did it last night. We're like, did we? She's like, no, we watched this. I was like, I, we don't we know need, which we, one has seen which part. We need the recaps. We have to back For up sure. and go, do you remember this? She'll look at me. I'll go, do you remember this? She's like, no. I was like, okay, well, I watched way past this. And then the next night, it's like, she's like, do you remember this? It's like, no. So like, we're falling asleep now. We're alternating. Which, you, hey, Johnny, the, the couple that falls asleep together, that's kind of the definition that's of That's part of. Yeah, that's just really what it is. Yeah. I don't think it has any. Do you think, you, could you ever see yourself being a separate rooms person, like the snoring and the thing? You, have you ever reached that point? I have reached that point. Yeah. Um. Because I have a coughing problem, which has happened on the podcast. Oh, right. So if I think I'm going to... And she sleeps so delicately. Where do you go? Spare. Okay. Like, if I think I'm going to keep her up, I will just go ahead and relieve the pressure of it. Because then I'll sit there and not sleep all night, trying to suppress a cough. I'll get up and go into the bathroom and cough into a towel. <laughs> like, just trying to... Because, I mean, I'm like... And then I'm going, what's the point of this? You know what I'm saying? At this point wow. now, I've been up for an hour this is... trying to preserve her sleep. Uh, so... I'll wow. just remove myself if it's bad. So, Man, you've never been that kind to me. You wouldn't <laughs> cough into a towel for me. <laughs> well, Johnny, we couldn't wake you up. That's true. I, you could fire you a could, gun could over that. You could drive a dump truck through a nit- nitroglycerin plant, which is from... I don't know. That's from uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh-oh. That's Witten. What was the guy's name? The old guy that burns the tree up. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. I don't remember. Uncle so-and-so. Like, it's a... Uh, Oh, what's his name? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, you're right. I sleep like a stone. Yeah. Like there could be storms and whatever. And right. I just, oh, there was? Yeah. I don't know. That must be awesome. Especially now with the melatonin. It's, I'm out. Yeah. But I mean, I would dream of being in the storm. 
Right, and, and you couldn't I'm get out of it. Flying, and you're just like a tornado chaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big. Hey, I do need to tell you, I may or may not have broken a law. Oh, and this feels like a good time. Yeah, let's get it out here p- so, privately. This is the proper forum. Yeah. So, you know, our church used to have a different name. I'm not going to say what it was. Oh, because because this is part of the story. The Church of Jesus Christ of Life. <laughs> it was no, not that. It was not that. I don't want to use that. The name's fine. I don't want to use it anymore. And we've worked pretty hard yeah. to make that not our name and to you know reinvent ourselves in the community a little bit. So we, we're, we're very different. Very different. Yeah. And uh, so the other day, back to your adopt a highway thing, uh-huh. like the state puts up that old church name on a sign right at the main exit. Currently? Yes. We're still sponsoring it? No. Oh. They just didn't have another... It was just in the old records, I guess, and they've been oh. redoing and repaving and put up new well, signs. They shouldn't give you that sign unless you're doing something. Give so you credit. We haven't... So suddenly our old church name <laughs> yeah. reappears. It's huge. It's probably, you know, four foot by, you know, 20 inches high. So you got to go, now what are we doing? What's the plan? So then I instruct some people on staff, like, hey, reach out to the city. Oh, no. So they reach out to the city. It's like, well, that's a state highway. So now we're reaching out to the state, and we send email after email after email. Huh. Well, you know, it's government. They'll probably help you. Right. No. It's been like, what, I don't know, two months now? Uh-huh. And people are just driving by, and I'm thinking, like, and I just, I'm like, and this is the thing. It's not just about the name and the sign. Like, <laughs> Inefficiency in systems drives me crazy. There's a solvable problem. Yeah. Did you solve this problem by... What did you do, John? I took a ladder. <laughs> down to the street? I took a tool belt. I took down the sign. Wait a minute. You like... And then I took the sign. took a drill. And, and I put it... Yeah. Undrilled the... I undrilled it. And I put the sign in Andrew's office. <laughs> <laughs> so he could be traumatized. And, and, and you wiped down the evidence. You so and he then would, I sent, his would be the only I thing. I sent a text to the staff of the picture of it. I was like, don't mess with me. Yeah. Any of you want to put up errant signs around the city, I'm coming for you next. Yeah. Like it was, you know, did you drop a bunch of litter at the I base did. of the sign? I was sign? just like, you know what? I just ate myself a. This is what you It was get. right in front of McDonald's. So oh, I just well, there you go. Went ahead and had myself a quarter pounder through the. No, I did not litter. Any excuse to have a quarter pounder. The truth is. The truth is, and it's, it's so funny. I tried so Andrew is the king of reveals. You know, he's would all, you be okay with having our current church name been on there? Although we're not doing the work. You're actually, not, I, we're not doing the litter pickup. I, that's the thing. I wouldn't mind the good the good promotion. Yeah, but also I don't have the volunteer force in place right now to do that. Volunteer force sounds. It's awesome. supposed to be. <laughs> I can't wait to sign up. Do we get outfits? It says. This this stretch adopted for the next two miles. Yeah. Oh no. Which we is, which we is, never did two miles. Which is Providence. Yeah. All the way like out to Stewart's Ferry. Basically. Yeah. We never did that. I'm like, there's no way right now. Well, we never did. I mean, I can't remember ever picking up two miles worth no. of garbage. So to me, like, I don't want credit for something we're not doing. Maybe I just gave up early though. But I really don't want the wrong name floating around the city anymore either. Yeah. So so I just let it ride as I have now. So now nobody's sponsoring. So I walked in and Julie's upstairs she, in her office. And uh-huh. I showed her the sign. She was like, I think you may have just broken mm-hmm. a couple of state laws. Wow. And now you've, you've admitted it. And on. I've admitted it. But the truth is, actually, I called our chief of police in the city. 
before I and did it. And they had a good chuckle about and it. And I was like, hey, before I did it, I was like, hey, and told him the situation. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, reach out to this other city official, one of the planners who I know. Yeah. Talk to him. If he's okay with it, I'm okay. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Just let the, let the state know you took it down or whatever. You know? Oh, so you asked permission. I did, but I tried to act like I was I feel this. like the first part of your story, you were trying to come off like a real yes, renegade. because that's what Andrew would do. He'd like not tell you that yeah. like, the whole time it was all approved. Andrew needs to stay off ladders, first of all. Yeah, we don't let him. He Yeah. <laughs> but so I just let it ride and let um, it ride. I think Andrew probably knew. I told him, he's like, of course you did. Like he, and it kind of offended me. It was almost like mm-hmm. no one believed I would have been that reckless as a renegade. They couldn't. Yeah. They figured that I probably did. I probably got it approved. You're a rule follower kind of person. But am I? See, I want I'm taking this time to break that. Okay. Like, like starting now. And this was a chance to do that, but, but I actually, you, you made sure that you cleared it before you broke the I rule. Did. So that's not really breaking the rule. No. I mean, technically, I've not emailed the state yet. How about that? But I'll do that today before this podcast goes out next week <laughs> so that it's all aligned. It'd be great, though, if like you had permission, but then you didn't tell them that you got permission because then you really could look like you could like stage a phone call where Andrew and them are walking in. They're getting ready to have staff meeting. You're like, you take your sign and you stick it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Click and then they come in like, whoa, John. You're like, yeah, let's get this meeting going. And then now you have this edge. Yeah, you're like a rogue cop. Well, that's what I tried to do. I came in and yeah. was just like, you know, yeah. And they were like, like wow, don't mess with you John. Took down the sign, yeah. and it didn't work. Right, I didn't get that. No, nobody, nobody. I don't know. There's not that sense of it. Didn't matter. <clears throat> what do I got to do to get an edge? Um, uh, I don't want to be mean. Well. Is that what it requires? Because if that's the case, it's just not worth it. Maybe yeah. people who want an edge, they don't care about that. But <laughs> I don't like it. Like, even if I'm mean to, like, a telemarketer, yeah. I don't feel great about it. I don't think you should be mean to telemarketers. If I'm like, hey, like five times. I mean, some of them are worse than others where they have a little, they get more aggressive when yeah, you try I'm to like, say hey, no. I'm, I'm in a meeting. Like, yeah. I, I have to. And they're like, well, sir, at that point, I'm like, you're not respecting my time at this point. Yeah. Usually I can just hang up, but. Do you say that to them? You're not respecting my time? Uh, I don't know if I've ever said that or not. Probably have. I probably have. Do you feel like I respect your time, John? Johnny, you know, how, what is respect, really? What is time? What but is, a construct. Speaking of time, John. Oh, my goodness. See, that's what we call a segue. Uh, let's go back in time for a segment about this week in history that we call Talk About Then. That's right, John. Mm. This week in 1986, the first computer virus was unleashed. Really? It was a floppy disk boot sector virus. Oh, those are the worst. You know about those. Yeah. Became known as Brain. It was written by Pakistani brothers, not going to try to pronounce this, who claimed it was intended to protect their copyrighted medical software from piracy. So they kind of made a virus where if you try to get in, then they're yeah. going to, it unleashes. That's a good idea. The virus did not destroy data, but it did slow down the floppy disk. The brothers are still in business together as Brain Telecommunications Limited. Wow. So they kept the brain But they're the in ones that name. started basically cyber terror. I don't know. Maybe not, though. Maybe, I don't know if they're the no, grandfathers no, no. of they, all computer viruses. I, I don't blame them for trying to protect their, their information, but that technology. You know, see, that's the slippery slope. But would though? it have happened anyway? Is that what we're... Are we blaming them for the whole... Did they call it a virus? Yeah. Looks like it, yeah. So if they coined it, it's kind of like the again. It's like nuclear technology, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but nuclear technology—that's another thing. Where I read a whole article about how 
the fear of nuclear. Well, you, I get what you're saying about nuclear technology being used to, yeah, for war, but I'm saying like, but nuclear energy as a source is like completely clean. Yeah, and it's been like because we've had a couple of things go bad. You, you melt down just one kill. or two towns, and everybody right. freaks out. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You make five or six green cats with. Okay. okay anyway, here we go. The first televised U.S. presidential uh, press conference. Is this going to be Kennedy? Eisenhower. I was hoping you would get it. I thought Roosevelt. I thought Roosevelt had. It says President uh, Eisenhower's filmed for newsreels and later television broadcasts. Eisenhower announced at the beginning. Well, I see we're trying a new experiment this morning. I hope that doesn't prove to be a disturbing influence. Wow. Then an interesting, like, foreboding yeah. thing to say. No way this will ever be disturbing. Yeah. You know, I bet our friend Allison was freaking out when we said all that because she knew all Eisenhower's that. press secretary, James C. Hagerty, edited the footage before it was released. So it was a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which now we want the, the straight. Right. Whatever. We want the, the raw. Mm-hmm. Although it was the first televised presidential press conference, President Harry S. Truman had previously made a number of televised speeches. Okay. So this was a press conference. Well, I mean, so did Roosevelt, I thought. I'm just going on what I have here, John. (laughs) I know you really want to be right. I do. But, okay. Here's another presidential one. 1909. Okay. A newspaper article is printed about an immense bathtub installed for President-elect William Howard Taft on the USS North Carolina. I thought it was in the White House. It was on the USS North Carolina. Did you know that? I thought it was in the White House. I always assumed this is in the White House. <laughs> Taft was to travel to the Panama Canal, and his great size of over 300 pounds made the use of a standard tub difficult. Similarly large tubs were installed in the White House, okay, for his use, contributing to the myth that this was done because Taft got stuck in the White House tub, which that's a myth. I think it was. Right. People, there's people that think he died Yeah. from being stuck in the White House tub. No. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I saw, and I cannot remember, I, I've seen it physically. A shower that was made for him. Okay. That this is sorry. I'm having maybe it was at Smithsonian when I was in like eighth grade or something. But this is like an impression. It's like a core memory. So I'm not. It may mm-hmm. not be accurate. Yeah. But it was like it was like metal coils. Huh. Like you step inside of it. It's like a complete surround shower. Yeah. And I don't know why I heard that was connected to Taft, but it had like little holes in it, and it would basically like shower you. From like one of the original stand-up showers with all the multiple heads. Yeah, but I remember it being really large for a large person to step yeah. in, and basically, huh? But maybe that was not. But I don't know where I saw that. But I'm sorry, know. that's that's know. not a historical thing. That's just a Mel- John's memory. It's John's melatonin memory of the day. I think I want to build one now. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's build the amazing. Taft shower. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, that's a weird one though, but. Myths like that are strange, though, too. Like where you, they just take on a life of their own, and you're just like, "Yeah, Taft, just because he was a fat guy, yeah, three hundred pounds, it doesn't have to diminish his ability to be the president, doesn't? It didn't. I mean, I mean if he's trying to lead from the tub, that's probably a that's, problem. Yeah, I you're, wonder if he like set up battleships, like little toy battleships, in his own tub. When like, did showering? When did showers just take over? That's a great question. Because you don't see a lot of tub people anymore. You just feel like it's 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 a waste of time. You get surrounded by your yeah. own filth. I, I don't feel that way about a tub. A tub is like now. It's not to get clean. It's though. a luxury. Yeah, it's to like soak. A you shower feel like, is utility. Uh, a tub is luxury. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that happened in the 80s. The 80s is when showers. Yeah, like just suddenly. Became, you stopped seeing as many. You'd see half and half. It's a tub mm-hmm. shower. Now you just see stand up showers in houses a lot. Yeah. Very few tubs. Tubs like a, like you said, it's like a luxury. Yeah. 
Interesting. All Interesting. right. Uh, let's stay on the political front for a second. With January 19, 2003, Donald Rumsfeld on the cost of the war said, well, the Office of Management and Budget has come up with a number that's something under $50 billion for the cost, which made me look up the actual cost of the Iraq war. Do you want to take a swing? He said $50 billion. He said He said about $50 billion is what he estimated. This is at the beginning of the war. I'm going to guess $1.2 trillion. Three. Three trillion. Trillion dollars. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Wilkes Expedition discovers the continent of Antarctica in 1840 this week and claimed it for the U.S. Can you do that? We don't own Antarctica, do we? No. How do you do that? Well, they did. They claimed it. Yeah. That's a very... That's one of those... That's a very manifest destiny. We're just going to claim this what and year? do it. 1840. Yeah, that would have been... So since then, it's it's just... I don't know the it history... It didn't stick. I don't know the history uh, or even... This is crazy, and I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, reticent to admit that I don't. You don't know who owns Antarctica? Well, I don't like owns people don't it, people don't owns live it's a there. Strong word, like I don't know. Like, is there is there some sort of civil, you know, organization, government, lack of a better term? Because I mean, there are it's indigenous just, people in Antarctica, aren't there? I don't know. It's just the penguins out there setting up governments. And, I, and I also want to acknowledge anytime we say that someone discovered something, generally it means that's the European or the Western discovery or something where right. the Wilkes expedition. Indigenous people had, had had lived there for years or so. All right. Well, born this week in nineteen forty six, Dolly Parton. Wow. Yeah. Did you watch her New Year's Eve? Special? If there's somebody in the world we talked about this with Denzel being like the last actor that you really can't think of anybody that would say anything bad about him. Yeah. Dolly Parton is that for music, right? Did you and just see, in general? Did you see her special with Miley Cyrus? I did not on New Year's Eve. No, because you know my, she is Miley Cyrus's God, godmother. Godmother, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was she was fantastic. Yeah, Dolly's the best. She sang "Wrecking Ball." Dolly with, did with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, as a duet, mm-hmm. and then broke into "I Will Always Love You," like okay. in the middle of "Wrecking Ball," right. And like it was like their big finale kind of thing, and uh, it was really it was really great. Dolly, she's uh, man, she's the best. What a great okay, what, she, a, what year? Forty six. Nineteen forty six. So she is. This is January nineteenth. So yeah, she's uh, she just turned. What is that? Would be seventy uh, oh seven eighty seven? No, seventy seven. Nineteen forty six. She's 76. 76. Well, no, because it's the it's 23. Oh, you're right. 77. Yeah. My bad. So, this yeah. is 23 now. Are you still writing? <laughs> I am. Oh, I wrote a check with 22. I'm still writing 1010101 on all my Bitcoin. I can't get anything <laughs> straight. The first person to swim the English Channel without a life preserver happened, or he was born in 1848, died in 1883. So this is a daredevil. So you get the feeling that, you know. He, he pulled this off, but then he did something else dumb. Sure enough, I read further down. He was a Navy captain, first to swim the English Channel without a life preserver or other artificial aids. Swimming from Dover to Calais in under 22 hours. He died attempting to swim across the Niagara River below Niagara Falls. Wow. So he kept his, whatever that adrenaline junkie thing is, yeah. it ended up being. People go over that thing in a barrel. There's a whole museum at Niagara Falls about different devices. People have tried to go over the falls. And that's not what he was doing, but yeah, people... Oof. Dude, there's a crazy story, which I, I wanted to say this, like talking about the distraction and the overstimulation. Like mm-hmm. I've been working on this for a long time. 
a very very dense historical biography yeah for a proposal that i made the pitches the last few weeks and i found i'm slower right now on like being able to retrieve words and stuff because yeah. i've been so deep in it so but one of the stories um that was crazy because it reminded me of going over the falls so there was a quasi-independent slave in nashville named sally thomas mm-hmm. who had two sons multiple sons but one of her sons i can't remember his name henry i think yeah, Henry and James. I think Henry was the oldest son. Well, when her master died, mm-hmm. quasi-independent slaves basically could run their own businesses, whatever. They basically would pay their master a, a portion, and they yeah. had a lot of independence in terms of just functionally. But it's all a false sense because right. you're just one. You're still paying a tribute, and you're— You're one situation away from being reminded that you're still property. Yeah. So that happened. Her master died. She gets— in, you know, she becomes the inheritance of another family member who needs cash, and though they're selling her and her two sons basically to some plantation in Virginia, mm-hmm. so she encourages her older son, in his early to mid twenties, I believe his name was Henry, to run away. He runs away, gets caught because the Fugitive Slave Act is in place. Yeah. Gets caught in Louisville, Kentucky. The first night in jail, escapes with shackles on. Mm-hmm. Steals a boat, floats down the Ohio River, yeah, and goes over the falls of the Ohio. Okay, which I went and looked up. It's a twenty-six foot drop. <sighs> goes over the falls with shackles on in a boat, twenty-six foot drop, and survives. Navigates the boat into Indiana. A good Samaritan takes off his chains, and he sneaks into Buffalo, New York where he is a barber for a little while, but still not safe because of the Fugitive Slave Act, and finally crosses into Canada. Wow. Like, that's a real story. That's I know crazy. that movie Emancipation with Will Smith is out, and I haven't got to watch it yet, but watching him escape reminded me. But as I'm studying some of these stories, like, yeah, that's, that's a real story of Henry insane. Thomas and no one really yeah. is talking about. But over a 30-foot fall, basically, with chains on, <laughs> I just, I can't even... Right, I can't fathom, but anyway, just remind me of that that's crazy, crazy story. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. All right, couple couple left here. All right, the tallest married couple, uh, Martin Van Buren Bates, died January nineteenth, nineteen nineteen. I didn't know about this. He was seven foot uh, seven and a half inches. His wife Anna Swan was seven foot eleven inches. Wow! And they were the tallest married couple. They were billed as the Giants of Seville. Wow. And uh, he passed away in 1837. He would have been, or he born 1837, passed she away. She was seven eleven. She was seven foot eleven. Is what it says. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, okay, and finally, Ham the Astro Chimp. Do you know about Ham the Astro Chimp, John? <coughs> um, Johnny, <laughs> I say this is not in my. I was not aware. He died in 1983. Born in 1956. He was the first hominid. Launched into space in 1961. Wow. And I always assume, like, when they launch these chimps into space, like, okay, what kind of life do they have? Like, are there weird ramifications to this? Do yeah. they die in space? What happens? Because you're testing and on he animals. He came home and lived a great life. He came home. He survived the mission, lived in zoos until his death. So he lived in captivity, but yeah. Wow. He'd been trained to respond to lights and operate controls. Wow. So he's doing stuff on the ship. Wow. Look at that. And what do you do? You know what I'm saying? I can't get you to turn on the camera right. It's true. 
It's true. <laughs> Launch me in space and let's see what happens. <laughs> I often wonder if I could be, you know, almost like that Armageddon, the movie Armageddon, that scenario where you could train the the guys who, you know, are just drilling oil rig drillers. Yeah. Could what do you, you mean? Ju- first of all, ju- I don't like so, the I'm just. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, that's like, the hardest job in the world. But they they're say. not. They're not trained. It's very dangerous. But they're not like trained. Like yeah. most astronauts have like right. doctorates. That was the in that was science. Right. That was the arc of the movie. Is like, could you just could you put train? These... Could you train someone? Sorry, and it wasn't meaning as if just. I just right. mean like they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not have a, a master's in physics or whatever. You've changed, John. It's true, guys. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go ahead and man. Yeah, I didn't mean to besmirch as someone might say the character of those who work on oil rigs i have great respect it's a very dangerous living it's an amazing living they make good money too by the yeah, way they do. it's really good because it's so dangerous yeah and because oil is pretty valuable i, I, I could... don't know if you noticed this but oil is pretty valuable oh, I, around yeah here. i heard you don't think i could do that do you oh no oil... <laughs> oh no you don't think i don't Johnny, think i am listen i don't think you could pour oil if your car was low without <laughs> spilling it you ever try to do that and you just it just, it Johnny, just it's called a funnel that's a tough one have you not used a funnel yeah, what now revolutionize your life <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think you could that whole thing where you got to spin the you got to spin the thing and get the thing to do and then you oh wow don't hey don't bring your technical jargon it's a lot of is it yeah that thing you're gonna spin that thing mm-hmm. you don't know jack about oil rigs do you no oh my gosh i'll learn though Will you? What does it pay? What are the hours? This would be an amazing, like, we do a documentary, John and Johnny right. live in an oil rig. It's like, like dirty jobs. Months. It's like dirty jobs, no, no, but it's like three months. Dumb jobs. Yeah. Like, we're, I, we're well, idiots. We're like dumb people. Right. Dumb people trying jobs. to do jobs. Right. Any job, really. Really. Do you think you'd be suited for, like, a nine to five at this point in I've your life? I've done it before. And uh, that's not the question. <laughs> if I was to just drop you off and say, work this shift yeah no you don't think so no it's been a while you couldn't wrap your mind around not having the autonomy that you have now i would still have one note in my phone where i could write ideas down while i'm doing it but no you got time to lean you got time to clean right right (laughs) where did that come from i'm just i'm just i'm your manager now okay no uh that's movie theater okay Movie theater where we worked concessions and it's just like there's just popcorn butter everywhere and you gotta. So, but if you're just hanging out, hey, whoa, yeah, if you got time to lean, we need busy beavers back here. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. Andrew would call it a huddle during construction. Okay, if we're all standing around, just leaning on your shovels. This looks like a huddle. Yeah, like you know, do something, you know. Yeah, and that's when I turn to him and be like, hey, (laughs) I'm in ministry. You don't want me to go steal a sign? You shut your mouth. (laughs) 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 I've been known for it for years. It's true. That's funny. You know what, listener? We hope that you've enjoyed us not shutting our mouths today. We hope you took this as a sign <laughs> to listen to more great episodes <laughs> See you on talkaboutthat.com, uh, where you can find Actually, all of Actually, let's our, talk about that podcast. Talk about right? that podcast. Don't go to com. We don't, we don't know it. what it, We don't know what it that could is. could be anything, really. Uh, talk about that podcast.com. Uh, many, many archived episodes oh, for you there. Check many, them out. Maybe. And uh, yeah, check that out. Oh, Patreon's there, too, if you want to kick in a few uh, pennies for us and help us make more great things for you. Yeah. Also, like to uh, tell you, you should go follow and watch Johnny W's comedy at johnnyw.com. Uh, yeah, tons of shows uh, dropping. The, the tour for yeah. 2023 is kicking off. Man, we're just going so many cool places. I just got back from Junction City, Kansas, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was a thing, but beautiful people there, sweet people, and we had a blast. Yeah. And I could be coming to your city. The only way to know, johnnyw.com. That's right. Yeah. And, and you, you should probably, hey, 
You should get someone in your life to bring Johnny in, maybe you. And while you're online looking for those dates, go to Amazon and type in John Driver books. And you'll see this Mennonite theologian. Yeah. And he is Buy brilliant. his books. Right. Once you've read those. Then come to this other guy. You know, I'm beginning to use now John C. Driver. Yeah. Oh, it's very prestigious. Yeah, I mean, I need it because there are two of us. It's a little more of a... It's like the Highlander. There can be only one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that guy, so I'm not going to... No. I don't really do violence, if you notice that. Well, and you know he doesn't. He's Mennonite. Right. You could take him. He's... I don't know. He's, he's significantly older than me. Yeah. I like to respect my elders. No, and he's probably... He's built he's built barns and things maybe so you don't know what you're up against he actually lives in south america he's like teaches oh, he? in south america okay uh teaches theology written a bunch of theology books and yeah, i think it's like he's down there helping to train so you don't want to challenge him to a fight i don't think a blood feud with the other john driver is really even necessary no do you know there isn't a british actor i think he may have passed away named john driver really he actually had the at john driver handle for twitter but he hasn't they haven't, he hasn't posted anything estate, in like 10 years. And then he died. I don't know if he died or not, but I wouldn't mind having that handle. Wow. But I can't get it. I'm like, hey. You this can't is... climb up on a ladder and take that down. Who knows? Maybe I need a listener out there who has a little bit of savvy. Maybe those two guys, the two Pakistani guys yeah. with the virus thing, maybe they mm-hmm. would help me get this, this. No, you need a zennial for this. I need a zennial. Somebody to be like, whoa, dude. Hey, man. Slaps. Yeah, dude, your Twitter handle slaps. You know who could use this? I don't know why we're talking that way. We apologize, Daniels. We love you. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're also excited about our new partnership uh, with LifeAudio.com. You can go to LifeAudio.com and you can find all kinds of other cool podcasts, other programs about an assortment, Johnny, a variety, a cornucopia. A sundry. Yes, so many things there. Cool people, uh, having a good time getting to know them, and uh, we're going to be actually doing uh, a little uh, co-episode here soon. Like a collab. A collab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming up, so uh, be on the lookout for those things. Also, make sure you're checking out our extra bonus episodes, Johnny. The mini-sodes. Yeah, the mini-sodes are out right now. We're doing this series in the month of January, just kind of talking about New Year's type stuff. All, and, all uh, things New Year. So, you know, if you like, you know, if you enjoy the hour with us, but you're like, man, you know what? I could take 12 a little to 15 more. minutes more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you finish like a salty meal, you're like, I need something sweet. Yeah. That's the mini soda. That's what this is. That's the little, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little brownie with ice cream on it for Oh, you. my goodness. We're just here to give you the things that you love. And diabetes. And I mean, also, well, I don't know how we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just comparing us to the brownie with ice cream. That's, That's all I meant. That's great. That's fine. <laughs> and guys, thank you for the time you spent with us. And we'll look forward to doing it again next week on Talk About That. is falling apart. How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.